From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A homeless man and his dog were stabbed in their sleep early Wednesday inside of a Manhattan subway station on one of the coldest nights of the season. They're just trying to stay warm. I bet you it's an E-train. Uh, the victim, uh, 34-year-old Anthony Alexander, asleep on a bench with his Rottweiler on the northbound whoop, F-train platform on 14th Street and 6th Avenue. My God, I go to that place all the fucking time. Right around 4.10 in the morning when he woke up to the vicious attack of a suspect, another homeless man in his 30s, must have wanted to lay down on the bench, uh, stabbed Alexander in the lower calf and the dog in one of his rear... This guy's a leg stabber, right? One of the rear legs before Let's fleeing. Be the so he was a little stab and flee. That's weird. Uh, the victim was taken to Bellevue Hospital, stable condition. The dog, who was brought to the city pound, also why stable. Why dog... Like, man, come on. Why stab a dog? Yeah. Well, I know why you stab a dog. You stab a dog because if you stab the guy, the dog's going to fucking eat your balls off. That's a big dog. Yeah. That dog's hungry, too. You know it. Yeah. Although that dog might eat better than any dog in the city. This is Rich Carucci joining me now. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, you know, it seems as if, uh, yeah, because, like, people see that and they go, oh, look at that. That dog was in here. Let's give him the leftovers. And the dog's like, fuck, I couldn't eat another bite. <laughs> and I'm a dog. Right. I, I normally eat, but this is ridiculous. Everybody feels sorry for a homeless guy's dog. I do. I don't like to see homeless people with dogs. I don't either. I was in uh, New Orleans a couple of months ago. That was the big thing. Everybody, all the homeless people had dogs. And then I started feeding the dogs. I was getting food for the dogs rather than giving them money. Yes, exactly. I was. I was getting dog biscuits and dog food. I got cans of dog food and gave those out. I was like, no, nah, I'm that not giving money to these people anymore. Dog's turning his nose up at the dog food, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. I was like, give me some. Uh, and now if I can only think of thought of the name of the food fast enough. Etouffee. <laughs> God, I Give me a pole boy sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> shrimp. I like a shrimp. I like a shrimp. That's ridiculous, right? But people have these viciously. It's never a poodle. It's never a fucking. No, no. Poodle. It's always some giant dog. And let the dog go. The dog's got a better shot on his own. I mean, really. Nobody will take in a homeless guy. But a homeless dog got a chance. Someone will be like, ah, oh, look at that. Especially if you, you know, like out in the in the outer boroughs. I think. Manhattan, heartless people. You know, they, they're like, if I wanted a dog, I'd have a dog, you know. The apartment's not big enough for dogs sometimes. Can't even have a fucking uh, girl over. Yeah. Why would I have a dog? Then you got responsibility to the dog. I mean, really. Yeah, you can't do the things you like to do. No. Like, not have a dog. I tell you, I I'd lo I'd love dogs. I think they're great. I got no problem with dogs. Fine animals, you know. But... I don't want to own one, and it's like uh, it's like the same way a lot of people feel about women. You know, what I mean, like I, <laughs> I love being with them. I like to pet them. I like you know they're gray the way they lick you, but I don't want to have one in the house all the time. And uh, you would be right to feel that way. Uh, Alexander, by the way, is a regular in the area. It's, he's a homeless guy. Of course, he's a regular in the area. <laughs> we always know where he's at. <laughs> yeah, he, it's not like he's uh, you know going away for a while, coming back. He's a regular. At a homeless convention this week. Yeah, <laughs> a big meeting. <laughs> uh, he, he said he usually sleeps on the street level, but he may have descended in the subway because of frigid overnight temperatures. I guess that stands to reason. Damn. That's from a transit worker. So if the tra yeah, transit workers are knowing you're a fucking regular, there's one guy who's a regular on uh the uh it's on the one and that that happens to be my train i would see him quite a bit and i would see this guy who uh sits on the bench and he, and he has a sheet over him all the time like a ghost 
and he just and he's all, all like a like a lost clan member. <laughs> no eye holes though. He does not want anything to do with anybody. And they don't do anything to him? like he can do that. Is that like a? I guess right? maybe they're afraid of ghosts. I don't know. But <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No, they let him sit there because you know whatever. Like, One day a year, it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Forecasters predicted a record-breaking cold air, to, uh, and uh, I guess that prompted a code blue to take effect, which uh, that's according to the Department of Homeless Services. Code blue goes into effect anytime the mercury dips below 32 degrees, and it's put into place when dangerous temperatures, well, they make them feel, uh, they make them unsafe is really what, now that's the thing that would really, really be the shit, the shitty, uh, the shittiest thing, excuse me, about being a homeless is, is that the outdoor temperatures in New York City, and yet they will never leave here. I, I, one time I was talking to a, I talked to a homeless guy not too long after I started living here, I guess. I moved here in maybe a year and a half, two years. But he was you know, a nice guy and conversant and stuff like that. And he and I was like, well, you ever think about just why don't you leave and go someplace, you know, head down south or something? Yeah, he goes, Florida. He goes, well, what, leave New York? Like, you know, what am I going to do? Go to Mississippi? <laughs> no, farther. Farther. <laughs> that New York snobbery, that they, Manhattan. They give you a ticket, though, I heard, in New York. If you can prove you're homeless, they'll give you a ticket to anywhere. Any, You have to sign a thing, you won't come back, and they'll give you. Other states are getting pissed because New York's sending people to all different states, one-way tickets. We have been doing that again. Uh, that yeah. was a Bloomberg plan, and now they have uh, quietly been doing this. Sometimes they're not sending them all that far. They send them to Westchester and shit like that. <laughs> We're sending them to Jersey. Which, to me, that's like, yeah, if you send them back home to Oklahoma with the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. You want to send them just like out of city limits, come on, you're really just... If you're giving them a metro card to get home, that's not going to really, you know, accomplish... <laughs> you live in Jersey and, and you're here in the city a lot, but you don't yeah. ride the train a lot. You not take the car and you don't... Yeah, so you wouldn't have an unlimited... I try not to go underground as much because shit like this happens. Uh, yeah, shit like this and and other stuff too, yeah. uh, which could be equally dangerous. But I, what I was going to ask is uh, is if you swipe people in, I'll swipe people in. I've got an unlimited. If I want to swipe, I'll swipe them right in. Doesn't cost me a thing. And, That's uh, cool. It's just me being. Yeah, but I make them tell me that they love President Donald Trump before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what God does when you try to get through the turnstile. Uh, right, yeah. Keep that in mind, people. You're going to have to make a declaration at some point. Uh, now, uh, train crew members were unable to communicate via radio in the moments after a suicidal dad threw himself in front of an oncoming train. Well, this story Jesus. is remarkable. Uh, there's a there, there's a situation here where uh, <laughs> a guy has, has become suicidal, you see? Ugh. And... Uh, Here's the headline. Dad jumps in front of subway train while holding five-year-old daughter. God. And this is a, a remarkable story. A five-year-old whose father jumped in front of that Bronx oh. boogie subway train. Uh, he was He's holding her. The dad was cut in half. Cut the fuck oh in half God. by this train. Cut into... And... Fortunately, the daughter will be traumatized by this because she survived unscathed, virtually undamaged. What? Whoa, really? And you go, how did this happen? Yeah, I have no man. idea. It's just, it. if he's holding her and he jumps down there, I mean, it, it's... Maybe she got let go or... It's a, a fucking miracle, I guess. Here they call it an incident. It happened around 8 a.m. at the <laughs> elevated elevated Kingsbridge Road Station in the Kingsbridge Heights section of the borough. Manhattan-bound four trains screeched to a stop. Over little Fernie Balbuena at the uh, 
get at the Kingsbridge Road Station, as I said, uh, you know, at that hour, and allowing her to crawl along the track bed to a good Samaritan's outstretched arm. Oh, my Lord. That's... So there was yeah, a dramatic video showing the bystanders rescuing uh, this, this poor girl. We're looking at it right now. Holy and, uh, crap. I give these people credit. Wow. That poor kid. God, look how tiny that kid is. She's got her little backpack on already. That almost brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? Oh, my God. That's uh, remarkable, and she's crawling on her hands and knees as she comes out uh, from behind here. I'll definitely be uh, posting this on the Facebook page so that you can... She's just the right size, I guess. She's tiny. Right? Yeah, I guess, but I mean, like, Holy the guy... shit. He, it must have been like that. Like, maybe he dropped her just at the last second. She goes to the ground, train goes overhead, and he is... Now there's two of you. Oh. Man. It's a Who man. cleans that shit up? Oh, God. cops! Cops have to clean that shit up. I believe they. I believe in the subways they have to clean it up because they have you know people like if you blow your brains out, there's a service they they yeah. bring over. But if uh, if 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 you're in the transit uh, station, maybe that there's there might not be guys specialized enough you know to go down and clean up the fucking pick up the body parts and whatnot. Like if there's a head down there, cops will go down and they'll, they'll pick up the head and then sometimes they'll like make it talk and shit because you got to laugh. <laughs> That's all you can do. But there's people, this happens at not this thing with the surviving girl, but people jump in front of trains every fucking day and they don't even report all of them because it's a, I mean, why would you? How long does that stop to make the train stop? You know, cause you ever go when you're like stuck, you're like, there better be a body, yeah. you know? And then you're like, Oh shit, there really is one. Now we're going to upgrade our fucking, you know, expectations. There better be a body and a heartwarming story. <laughs> oh. There better be a life-affirming rescue. Yeah, she's, I had everything. Uh, she's okay, her mother said. Uh, this is uh, Now, uh, gesturing to the girl, she flashed a bright smile. This girl is doing very, very, very well. Uh, but uh, and, and I'll update you on, on her story in just one moment to tell you uh, about her big day over the weekend. Now, Garaballo said her husband, that's uh, Garaballo, by the way, is uh, Nyerka Garaballo, 41 years old, who is the mother of the little girl and, I suppose, uh, the uh, wife of Fernando Balbuena, who was 45, and he'd shown no signs of trouble hours earlier when he got up, got dressed, and left the family's Grand Concourse apartment to bring their daughter to school like any other day. So nobody knows what the hell happened here. When the dad, he'd been hospital. Oh, okay. Well, it says he'd been hospitalized for mental health issues six yeah. times. Oh, that's the sign. Uh, yeah, I guess that is a sign. I guess uh, no sign uh, that morning. But uh, why? Why would you? I guess you know. After you can't just like take a guy's paternal rights away. But I mean, you know, the guy's a little unstable. Although things turned out well here, let's not. I don't want to nitpick on this otherwise very. Uh, very happy ending to the story but, but it says uh, when the dad uh, reached the station he placed a troubling phone call to Caraballo the wife he called his wife and he says uh, he's, well she says she got uh, Luis Sanchez who's godfather of the couple's two year old son to the couple's oh they have there's a godfather I'm going to the godfather of the uh, little girl is 
Uh, she couldn't understand what he was saying, said Luis Sanchez. Uh, but she got the feeling that something was very, very wrong. Is he off his meds or something? Uh, she, uh, he was understand. speaking Spanish. Speaking of, yeah, she's <laughs> like, Caraballo told comps that she repeatedly tried to get her husband back on the phone, but there was no answer. And that's a high-ranking police source. According. So when she finally got someone on the line, it was Fernie saying, Daddy was crying. And uh, Caraballo took off running the five blocks from the apartment to the station. But by the time she got there, too damn late. Dozens of rush hour commuters looking on in horror. Bob Buena had scooped up his daughter and jumped into the path of the train, rumbling into the elevated station. When you jump in front of an elevated train, I mean, that's like, uh, there's you could rack yourself. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> You're going to rain on the cars below. That has happened, you know. That has happened. There was a guy, oh boy, I haven't told the story in a long time, but it was at the Broadway stop in Astoria. You know that one on the N train? A lot of people um, take that train to, you know, a lot of comedians live in Astoria. I know I did for a while. And then what this individual did, which is remarkable, what a great suicide. Laid down on the track in exactly the right place. So it would cut off his head and his head fell down on the fucking... But his body was like squished through the tracks and and the blood and skin and bone and body parts and shit start raining down through the tracks onto the, I guess, maybe no people, but uh, onto the, uh, I mean, like, there's a street there. That's a very, very busy yeah. intersection. And, uh, wow. uh, and yeah, the, the guy had, there was a little bit more to that story too, but uh, back to Caraballo and her, and her still alive daughter. Unbelievable that... That you know, he jumps in front, and and they say that Carbell's body was, quote, cut in half, while Fernie was almost completely unharmed when when the train had had come to a stop. I watched as that train came around that corner, and I saw as the man jumped, and I see the little feet hanging out. Oh, that's a mother of four on the way home after dropping off her youngest. Now, uh, once the train ground to a halt, these two good Samaritans—they're Bronx construction worker. Jairo Torres, he was one of them, uh, I guess the other one didn't give his name, wasted no time in lowering themselves onto the track. I see the baby and I jump, I don't think. Those guys are heroes. Yeah, 36-year-old uh, hardhead, it's about the baby, not me. And they are heroes, you know? I mean, she kind of crawled her way out, but, uh, I mean, like, uh, they were down on the tracks, you know, encouraging her and bringing her up uh, when she was uh, clear of the train uh, with witnesses recording the emotional scene, still wearing her pink backpack, Going to crawl on her belly up from under the train towards the outstretched arm of the construction worker. Little by little, my love, as we heard her say, uh, the only uh, sign of possible injury was a small trickle of blood dripping down Fernie's forehead. But that was probably just from her cut-in-half dad, uh, likely. But the emotional wounds were apparent with video capturing the sound of her wails. Uh, she, she didn't grasp what happened, it appeared. And she told her mother uh, that they fell onto the tracks. I don't know that I would correct that. Yeah. I, I think I'd let her... Uh, Be for therapy for that one. Yeah. Wait, wait till she's a little older and can understand why a guy would want to kill himself. Of course, he's uh, mentally ill, you know. He was a good husband, she says, a good father, a good provider, and a good man. He actually was a ex-high school champion long jumper. <laughs> I thought he could make it somehow. Make what? At least he didn't kill other people. I mean, it's terrible she was with him, but like these people that decide to shoot everybody, I mean, it's terrible. Don't bring well, daughter, it says but... here that two, two crew members were unable to communicate via radio in the moments after a suicidal dad threw himself in front of the train with his five-year-old daughter in his arms. So there was some sort of a radio failure. and uh, well, they, they are underground, I mean. Right, but I mean, they, they got radios for that, I guess, right? I 
don't know, man. I, it's radios. There's a lot of problems. Well, no, they're not underground. They're above ground. They're it above, there's a lot of problems with radios. It was elevated. Yeah, apparently, there is. <laughs> there is. That's why I don't believe we ever been to just, the moon. Just because you own your, uh, what, what, what kind of cars are with the radio and the Jeep? Oh, yeah, the Jeep Liberty. Yeah. yeah, the radios go bad. I've seen Those them. Those darn radios. <laughs> we, we can't hear Curtis Slew anymore. We're doing a, uh, a, a GoFundMe to buy Rich a radio. <laughs> just shuts off, then it'll come back on. I forget it's turned on all of a sudden. Bam! Where would we be without the fucking radio, though? You know, <sighs> Such an important device. And that... Uh, brings us to uh, a word from Bose. Uh, if you act, nope, that's right, no commercials. We don't do that shit. It's uh, not going to happen. And it's not just because nobody wants to advertise on a show that makes fun <laughs> of a little girl that didn't get killed. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's tons of That guy really went out in style, though, didn't he? That is, that's ballsy. That means that's not messing around. Yeah. That's not like calling a suicide hotline to be talked out of it. Nope. This guy's like, I'm going and I'm taking people with me. Yeah. And my poor daughter, I don't want her to be up here on the platform by herself. Right. Hey, so she had a big day with the police department. She was excited to please the sponsor. She got herself a little uniform that she got to wear home. And uh, the mother was uh, was beaming, and and uh, she she spent a little time with the cops, and they they did they went out on a boat, they went out on a police boat, and I think they went on a horse ride and everything. So uh, they they had a big day, and uh, it, it's uh, that wow. it's a little little uh, outreach there for to the community from the NYPD, and uh, that's part of the job too. Every once in a while, and you know. Just a, really uh, a relief of a story once you hear the beginning. You're like, God damn, you know. It's the only bright side. All those people were late. He's dead. The All kids- those people were late. Number one, <laughs> across the East River in the rougher southern borough of Kings, new hate crime charges, which seem legit. Do you un- Does that make any sense to you? I wrote that late at night. What it is, in violent Brooklyn, there's hate charges, which uh, seem like... They could be, in fact, well, you know the legit part. Hasidic Brooklyn, one of several possible attackers facing hate crime charges following his arrest in connection with the targeted assault of Jews over last weekend. All right, we that's can't be doing saying. that. Yeah, well, no, the no, white no. White people, okay. The Jews, we will not have any of that. See, that's what it is. I consider Jews to be white. So do I. How would it, yeah, which... Uh, you got the, those angry black Jews that scream at the street corners. Oh, right. You're talking about the... What are those? The, the black Israelis Friday? or something? Oh, yeah, those dudes are... Yes, Black Israelites. That's yeah, it. they're yeah. mad at somebody. They're mad, and they say, uh, "You fucking faggots, you dick suckers will die." And then, like, if you try to take a picture of the sign, they see it, they'll turn it around, and it just says something a lot more, you know, normal. But they will tell you all about your grandchildren. They will be their slaves. They wear towels. They are. They they have this just certain knowledge that they can say any fucking thing they want. Nobody will say a goddamn word, and they're they look so foolish. I can't understand why that is required. I mean, like, why would they? What's the? What I don't know what the point is of all the garb. I don't, I'm sure they they only wear it when they're on the street corner. They can't walk around in that all the time. I've never seen one alone. They are they're only in these groups. Please, if you if you've never seen them, just look up the Black Israelites and enjoy. And you're, you know, when the New York Times talked about them, though, they were and they started talking to them after the Covington thing because they had harassed those Covington kids. And man, oh man, did they ever give a glowing and it's well a very soft focus on them? You know, they're like they are they're confrontational street preachers. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they provoke in order to make a point. Uh, well, okay. So that's uh, that's what some comedians do too, actually. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Eighteen-year-old Mohib Hoke 
is is accused of taking part in at least one of these three separate violent Brooklyn incidents in which Orthodox Jews were targeted for physical attack. One of the targeted assaults was carried out on carried out on mother and her four kids. They walked to the synagogue oh. in their neighborhood of Borough Park, sending the family running home. Their attackers laughing at the crying children. Two of the three attacks were caught on camera, speeding the arrest of Hoke. I'm sure, uh, Mohib Hoke. Now, uh, 18 years old. What what this was was uh, they're throwing eggs. They threw eggs at uh, at these individuals. And authorities said the first incident involved a male who threw an egg at a 38-year-old woman walking her four children. Not all the children were struck, but the mother said that it, it doesn't mean it's less traumatic. Uh, she said they had eggs thrown at them, were being laughed at, they felt, and, and they just ran home. So these, these kids were crying and ran home. Uh, and, and really, you know, it, it is kind of terrifying, you know, like I'm sure to little kids especially, that your mom is not able to stop eggs from, uh, you, you're being pelted with eggs, an egg, uh, and, and three different egg throwing incidents here. Was there a boat ride from the cops involved <laughs> in this one too? Yeah, let's let the Jew take a boat if it ride. Wasn't a hol- if it wasn't Saturday or whatever night, we could do this. But ah, uh, fucking Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah, They'd be in a car going to church. You wouldn't get egged. It says the uh, the, yeah, the suspect fled the scene in an unknown direction. Which wait, what do you mean unknown direction? Dressed as a chicken. We don't know which way he went, but. Uh, it's a direction no unknown. It's like when people say, in your own words. I don't have my own words, Carly. <laughs> uh, around uh, 10 minutes later, police said an unidentified male threw eggs at Sans Synagogue. Threw eggs at a synagogue located on the Heel Road, striking the inside wall of the synagogue as the door opened. So threw eggs when the when the door opened. Is that, I mean, threw eggs. I, I don't know. What would do? I mean, that's like a kid thing. Well, it was 18-year-old Mohib Hoke and others. Right, he might have been the ringleader. Maybe he bought the eggs. They all pitched in. Who uh, stole the <laughs> eggs? Yeah. We pitched in. We got a dozen eggs. And, we ate half uh, of them, and then we threw it we, out. We had to be careful because uh, not a lot of eggs. <laughs> a lot of Jews. A lot of Jews. Not so enough eggs. So many Jews. So few eggs. <laughs> they fled the scene. No injuries were reported. A third incident occurred just after f- uh, 4 on the following day, uh, just after 4 p.m., and that in the same area, 38th Street near 15th Avenue. Now, this is uh, still in Borough Park, which is overwhelmingly Jewish. It is the most, I mean, Williamsburg, a lot of Jews. Brooklyn in general, tons of Jewish people. The Jewish community thrives. It's, it's just uh, an absolute, and, and they go super Hasidic here uh, with, uh, you know, the full garb. And oh, when the you cowboy see, outfits? Yes, and when you see a number of them dressed like that, it's, it's, posse. it's pretty fucking... You go, wow, you guys really are in agreement. You guys all, I mean, like those coats are expensive too. And the hats, the whole outfit is it, like a pricey deal. All uh, duplicate. It all looks the same. So they must have one. Yeah, they got a specialty store and they get these beaver hats or something. And they, they're so orthodox that they picked an era where it's like, we stop here. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we don't do anything beyond this. You should pick what to wear. You just go, all right, I'll put my suit on. That's exactly why I started wearing a suit on stage. <laughs> looks good. Got tired of trying to figure it out. You know? Yeah. And it looks good on them. And, and the hat, like I said, man, it's a lot of money. But I, it says, I think it's anti-Semitic and I think it's racist. An unidentified mother said, I think Jews are specifically targeted. I would have to agree. I think so. Well, they're they're marked. You could tell who Jewish people are, you know, when they're dressed like that. They're all walking around being Jewish. Yeah, I mean, not that I listen, I love Jewish people. I wouldn't throw eggs at anybody. I'd hard boil them and eat them, you know, but Well, yeah. yeah. Not the Jews, the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love hard boiled Jew though. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, the suspects fled the scene, and the female victim refused medical attention. So one person was arrested, as I said. Uh, that's uh, the 18-year-old. I, I assume they're going to get him sooner or later. I just think that it's it's funny the uh, the you know the different uh, the di- because hate crime is such a thing. Yeah, is that, that you- like how long do you go to jail for that? I mean, that's a lot worse than throwing an egg. Is like a misdemeanor, gotta be. And now it's it's a hate crime. What are you in for? I murdered somebody. What are you in for? I threw an egg at a Jewish person. I mean. What do you I mean, get for that? But the thing is, it's like, uh, it's, it's, this is coming from one protected group to another. So it's like you, yeah. they benefit from, I mean, when I say that, I think hate crimes can be uh, like like a, a committed against a, a white individual or, uh, you know, an individual of indeterminate uh, ethnicity such as yourself. But uh, no, you're white. Yeah, you can uh, do a hate crime against a white person. You can. Can you really? Yeah, but, I mean, if but it's got to be really, really okay. Like there was one guy who was on the corner, and he said, and this was down in Union Square several years ago. He said, "I am going. I'm going to punch the face of the next white guy that walks by here. The next mo- white motherfucker who walks by, I'm going to punch him." And then he did. Well, the guy fell down. Can't imagine why. It's not surprising. And he hit his head and he died. Whoa. So now, hard not to call that a hate crime, because it's not about this dude. Nothing happened. Sounds like premeditated murder. Right, but it wasn't because it's like who knows who's going to walk by. So it's random. Mm. So, but premeditated murder, they they almost won't charge it in New York because it's just very tough to prove. There's a f- only a few elements of, and we've talked about this in the past, where you know the first degree murder is like, it's. it's there's a lot of different ways that you can get it, but but they're really specific, and uh, so they. But second degree is the one they charge the most, and really, it had to be as a hate crime, I would think. But I don't think he necessarily intended to kill him. He didn't say he was going to kill anybody. No, but still, he meant to. I yeah. Cause him great bodily harm, and then so I would say negligent or involuntary, not negligent, but involuntary manslaughter. But voluntary manslaughter sounds better because you kind of meant to. You should have known. You should have known. Yeah, but they that's, do a lot so of involuntary manslaughter. So that might have been, maybe that's like an easy thing to plea with or yes, whatever. Yes, I think you're right. I think that's an easy thing to get somebody to take. Yeah, you're like, listen, man, you can either go forever, try to fight it, you're in jail forever, and they'll probably say, hey, involuntary, we'll give you 10 years or yeah. 8 years. And he's young, so he'll get out. And yeah, most likely. the guy Kill was, somebody else. This this eight year, uh, 18-year-old egg thrower. This 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 egg egg uh, throwing uh, you know miscreant is uh, charged at this point. I don't know if uh, I don't know exactly what the penalty would be for something. Didn't Justin Bieber get in trouble for throwing an egg at somebody like his neighbor or somebody? Oh, but when he does it, it's so cute. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> wrote a song about it. Ladies would love to have an egg thrown at them. Yeah, by by Mr. Bieber. Uh, Here's some videos of the egg throwing. Just maybe this will give us an idea of, of the viciousness. We used of to throw attacking. eggs at a lot of people when we were kids, but there were no Jewish people where I grew up. I don't think. Well, when you think about it, it might not be so much specifically because they're Jewish, and it might be just because, like, well, they're the they're the people around. They're the white people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more that they're white. It's not so much the Jewish thing. It's not anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's do just, black people really break us down in that categories? I mean, if you, the, you, I don't think so. I think you just like hit. You know, you you, us you less would, than this. Or? Yeah. Well, it, in Borough Park, uh, it's it's kind of near Crown Heights, and so Borough Park became. I don't know what that's. Maybe these are some people who had thrown eggs earlier or something because that that certainly did not look like it. That look, yeah, that didn't look okay. Out here, and I don't know. I don't see any egg. Oh, there it was. Oh yeah. See it? No, I don't. Oh, right there. Watch. 
as the door was shutting. Maybe just, let me see. Right there, yeah. It came, wow. came from right there. That's got some arm. Yeah. Should be playing for the Mets. I mean, he, he really, he, he yeah, or maybe the Jets, because, I mean, he, he yeah. put it right. It, Good shot. He, that ball could only be caught in one <laughs> by one person in that situation. <laughs> yeah, he's got, it, it was that kind of a pass, you know, where it's yeah, like, that's going to either be yeah, the receiver. That. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I, I have to sit through this car commercial first, uh, of course, because that's what they make people do. And in the meantime, I will remind you that Thrill of the Kill podcast is now available and it is awesome. We're doing a large restaurant on uh, 6th Avenue right by the West Village. Standing there in the corner. It's the end of the night. We're relaxing. And one of the guys brings out a large rat. So one of the guys figured he'd squirt some of the foam on them that we were closing holes with. After about 10 minutes of the foam wiggling and dancing, threw a match on it to kill As it. As he caught fire, he got off. And a large ball of fire raced down 6th Avenue into the restaurant. Then. Set one of the curtains on the fire, which took about three or four minutes, which felt like three or four hours to get him. You're going for the kill. I'm the producer of the show. I'm the editor of the show. I don't appear on all the shows, but uh, you can hear me on an episode or two. It's uh, Larry Izzo's show, ex-exterminator comedian Larry Izzo, and it's twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, bookending the weekend, bookending the week. Thrill of the Kill podcast with Larry Izzo. Check it out if you haven't, because uh, I it would personally it would help me out okay so just <laughs> do it as a favor now here we are uh, rich watching this uh, video yeah, of this egg, running. this they're egg running. toss yeah they're running uh to uh yeah i don't know catch somebody or something now they come back okay uh oh i see it's two angles or something that wasn't okay. what they say here the eggings of those children and the synagogue behind me happened within 10 minutes of each other on this Saturday. But the NYPD says these are not just childish pranks when you hear of the yeah. words egg throwing. They say because all of the victims in these incidents are members of the Orthodox community, they are investigating these incidents as hate crimes. Yeah. I couldn't believe it was really real. I thought maybe there was exaggeration there, but when I actually saw it in the camera... I couldn't believe it's really happening to us. This mother does not want to be identified, but these are her four children walking to synagogue Saturday evening when police say they were ambushed by a group of teens hurling eggs at them. Not all of them had eggs. We just had on one. And I know the woman that was walking up her stairs also had eggs on her clothing. It happened around 6 p.m. near the corner of 38th Street and 15th Avenue in Borough Park. Not all of the children were struck, but this mother says it doesn't mean it was any less traumatic for her kids. They had eggs thrown at them. They were being laughed at, they felt. And then they just ran home. All four of them are crying? Yes. This is one of three eggings that took place in Borough Park over the weekend. This is surveillance video of a group of teens throwing eggs at a synagogue on Dayhill Road. The NYPD slowed the video down in order to get a better look at the suspects. How would you feel if someone hit your child with an egg? Probably, honestly, I'd go mother bird and hit them back with an egg. And Sunday evening, a woman in her 50s walking with her child had eggs thrown at them near the same intersection where the four children were attacked the day before. I think it's anti-Semitic and I think it's racist and I think the Jews are specifically targeted. I just feel like there's a lot of senseless hate that's going on in the world and um, it's all over. Um, 
I think it's just getting worse and worse and worse. There will be a rally tomorrow morning at 1130 at Brooklyn Borough Hall. That is when a new anti-hate crime initiative will be announced by the borough president and several civic organizations. Now, in terms of these three incidents, if you know anything about them or recognize the individuals in that cell phone video or the surveillance video, rather, please call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. That's an attractive woman right there. That's I was I found her very, very attractive. That's a big deal they're making out of the eggings. I mean, I... Kids they do. They, they well. They care because it's like oh, watch out. Oh, because they're Hasidic. Well, but, well, not because they're. I don't think it's just because they're Hasidic. I think it's because it's there seems to be any kind of a racial motivation. Yeah, I guess so. But there's a lot worse shit going on. Yeah, like what? Are people getting stabbed with their dogs? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. But that was homeless on homeless crime. That's yeah. none of our business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Underground homeless. It was between the homeless. And the guy jumping on the train in the train with a kid. I mean, they're, you know. Well. Again, what are you going to do about that, you know? No, I don't. I know you have to go and do a, a comedy set in the very near future and host a show down at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, where you are every Monday. Yep. You can go see Rich Carucci live hosting at Greenwich Village Comedy Club Mondays uh, for the 9 o'clock show. Now, by the way, you can also see Rich Carucci uh, if, at a firehouse uh, near you, uh, perhaps. Elks Lodge or VFW, American Legion, your friend's birthday party. In the tri-state area. <laughs> if you've got X amount... You, uh, we will travel for it. You will travel sure, for it. I always say, if, I, if, you, if you've got $300, I'll come anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do, actually. We jump in the truck and go. So uh, looking forward to seeing you out there. Come and see some stand-up. I'm around. And December 13th, Comedians at Compound up in White Plains, New York. Uh, come check it out. It's gonna, that's going to be too good of a show. Don't miss it. Great and, club. Yep. Uh, Rich, thanks for being here. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.